Commissus Media activated. Live from the 210, it's the wave of the few short show, and we are your hosts, Mr. Trey M. Carr, and I am E. James. Got y'all, didn't you? <laughs> it is Star Wars supposed to. <laughs> They're probably waiting for me to go. Welcome, welcome. Now, welcome, welcome, everybody. It's 2024 officially, and uh, this is the first real episode of WFS. Shout out to Big Rich. Shout out to Mr. Trey. Shout out to Mr. Carr. Thank you all. Shout out to you, the listeners out there, for uh, all your feedback. Since the inception of this show, we hope you enjoyed the epic crossover because it was epically sweet and fun for us. We hope to keep raising the bar each and every year. How are you fellas doing? Ah, oh, man, I can't complain. Um, I'm happy to be back first and foremost, man. I'm, I'm yeah. glad to be uh, back in the chair, uh, back on the mic, uh, back to doing what we do, man. Uh, just ready to ready to rock and roll. And uh, like he said, man, uh, just kind of coming off of that epic chasm crossover. Uh, just decided to be come back to what we do. And if you liked what you heard, be sure to check out Dad Mode. We have the part, uh, the chasm crossover portion for that. Mm-hmm. And we have a little something special coming up for you guys. Uh, public service announcement. We're probably going to change the name of the sports show. So stay tuned on that. Mm-hmm. And I jumped in front of you, Car, so I do apologize. That's all good. Um, so looking man. forward to, to the new show. I'll put it there. But also, I want to say, I really, really liked that last episode. Dad, when I was waiting for it, I was, I was just, and not because I was just in it. It was a great talk and everybody put in this opinion. I was just driving home one day, kind of feeling a little overwhelmed by work and stuff. And I heard mm-hmm. it and I heard you guys' input again and it made me feel good. So good, thank man. You guys, man. Yeah. That's, I, was, I was really looking forward to it. I was like, where's it going? You, you were. Like, I, I've never seen you like type, well, not never, but it's been a while since I've seen you send a message like, hey, I was waiting for this one to drop. Yeah. I was like, oh, snap. Okay, my bad. I'm waiting I, on this stuff, Yeah, huh? man. He was just like, come on, bro. I need. There's gems. <laughs> there was like true life gems in there. And I appreciate y'all for everything y'all said. And then it just went to these places that, yeah, new new concepts for me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out once again to, to Rich. I can't wait till that dude moves here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's so much magic in the works that man you, y'all just don't even know stuff i haven't even told you two about yet mm-hmm. uh that i want y'all to be a part of so y'all ain't ready hey man hey stay tuned so this episode well before we get into the episode do we want to do our shout outs get those out of the way you want to parlay them to the end um i can we can throw our gratitude in there okay. man and our shout outs so okay. i guess i'll i'll uh Started off, I've probably done this shout out like 20 times through our episodes, but uh, <laughs> uh, a big shout out to my partner in crime, my wife, man. There's uh, it's another year, there's a lot of things going on um, in our life, um, and I can't do what I do without you. And Absolutely, we've got a lot of big decisions to make this year, um, mm-hmm. and just taking it one step at a time. And but all our steps are in stride, so that's the most important part. Uh, so thank you for being you and dealing with me because i'm uh can kind of be a little bit of an a-hole from time to time so uh <laughs> that boy be wilding. 
<laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to say it again. Thank you all, the listeners. As of the last week or so, I've gotten a lot of feedback on the shows in general and then just nuggets from friends and family about ways we can expand and all kinds of stuff. And it's been, it's been monumental. I'm also going to shout out to uh, the global noisemakers. You know who you are. We're cooking up something here in the, uh, in the lab, the musical lab. So hopefully I'll have something to share with y'all soon. It's pretty good. It's cooking. What a shout out. I don't know. Bill Miller's. I don't know. I've just been thinking about it. I got like a lot of tea this week. <laughs> you got them supersized gallons out of Bill Miller. Oh, you got to go to unsweet. HTO apparetly. I've just been getting like unsweet and sweet. I'm like all over the place, but mainly unsweet's my main thing. But shout out to Bill Miller's. Um, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Willie Mills. Shout out to Greg Popovich. Shout out Pop. to yeah, shout out to big old pop. Um, hey man, those those city edition jerseys look like Bill Miller too. Yeah, I was gonna say Taco Bell, but like old Taco Bell. Okay. It is a Bill Miller's like orange yeah. and kind of, but like, like old southwestern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I had to think about that. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's just very uh, like Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> it is very southwestern. Yeah, yeah southwestern. straight up. Yeah, straight up. Do people call it Will Mills? Willie Mills. I call it Chill Millers. I call it all sorts of things. Man, we got to make that a thing. Will Mills. I'm yeah. going, hey, y'all want anything from Will Mills? Chill Mills. I like yeah. that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of And I want some breakfast tacos. <laughs> hey, the, man, those breakfast tacos are on point. Yeah, they yeah, are. man. Ooh, it's the potatoes. Anyway. Our, our papa used to get those, man. Mm. So, yeah, that's my silly shout out. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of the Spurs, man, somebody witnessed something great. Almost. Almost great. Almost. It was good. Yeah. All right. So I went to the Spurs game last night. Got to see uh, Spurs go at the Pelicans and they went at it. They went at it. It, oh, wasn't, it wasn't a lopsided thing concerning the last the shot. Yeah. I, I didn't get to see it because I had to go because I had a, I was in tow with six, six ladies wanted to get home. So it's put that way. But shout out to y'all too. I love y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the score on my phone. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And uh, uh, I love the game throughout the whole thing. It was very engaging. Mm-hmm. Considering the two teams' records, what we got, like, we got Pelicans, I like, got 27 or 28 now, something. And yeah. then Spurs were 10. Yeah, something. 10 wins. Yeah, they're seven in the West and we're last for 15. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was it was right <sighs> to the end. Like, it was just two very similar teams just in different parts of brackets that just lined up. And the, the game was actually pretty strong, and I got to see a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm going to go at this for, like, a little bit. I'm sorry, guys. Like, nah, go for so it. So this was uh, interesting to see just because, like, yeah, I – we all know when we go on those kinds of years when the when people don't really come to the games like as much. Like mm-hmm. it was one of those games. Stadium gave you some arm room. Mm-hmm. I love the years like post championships when you don't have arm room. Mm-hmm. But I also like those years when it's a little slower and you get to see like development team. People, oh yeah, even though we're like at the end of a decade of that, um, <laughs> it was still good to go. Still great energy. It's my first time back to the Frostbank Arena with the Frostbank name. <laughs> um, had you frosty? Yeah, I had my uh, had my Michela. <laughs> it's good. Had a good time. Got to hang out with the kid. Got to hang out with my lady. She got me. She got me tickets. So I was very thankful for that. And my shout out to the lady for the tickets, man. Yeah. 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 Shout out to the lady truck. Anyway, <laughs> the lady truck. Nice. Yeah. Nice. She got heart like a truck. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, speaking of sports mm-hmm. and other things, um, this episode is brought to you by the letters C and B or B and C for conflict and beef. Beef and conflict. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do something a little different here. We're picking a central theme. We're going to talk about 
conflict in dealing with conflict in an episode called what's beef mm. working through conflict. Yeah. We're going to take off our sweater, take off our shoes. Like yeah, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Hang yeah. It up and like we want to talk about beef today. And, and what inspired this was <laughs> it's probably obvious if you've listened to the crossover, but it started with Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams. That was huge. Apparently the world has an appetite for beef. Now we've had a war going on in Ukraine for over a year now. Has it been two years? It's going on two. Yeah, two. Oh my gosh, it'll yeah. be two years. Yeah, almost two years. Excuse me. Israel and Hamas, that war or Gaza, that's been going on since the fall. As mentioned, Cat Williams, we have an election coming up. And then some sports journalists decided to let their hair down and start cat fighting. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Jason Whitlock, these cats. Um, am I missing anything else? Megan, oh, music. It's crossed over into music. Yeah. Megan Thee Stallion and, and Nicki Minaj. I mean, I don't know so much too much about that, but it just seems to be a certain atmosphere, the world, especially us in the US. Mm-hmm. We really seem to have a taste for conflict. So where do we want to start? We want to talk about cat. We want to do a quick recap. Recap of cat, yeah, cat so recap, a so, recap. So all I know right now about cat is that his ticket sales have gone up like eight hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he did an Austin show and it was like a packed house. Yeah, it was sold yeah. out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was in Austin. Yeah. Uh, oh, I missed that. What? Yeah, it was right after uh, all right this. After. It was the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, right after, uh, right after everything had dropped. Uh, I think I might have said during part of our uh, our chasm crossover, like this was the most genius marketing mm-hmm. move of oh, all absolutely. time. Because uh, he always happened right before he went on a tour. Yeah, um, absolutely. And now everybody can't stop to, yeah. can't, can't stop to get enough. <laughs> Even the shows at the casinos in the middle of nowhere, like all points are converging. Like, oh, dude, around, you know? it was it was funny. So my teammate, she lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Mm. You know, that's where Chappelle lives. And so she goes to the comedy shows out there all the time. Well, there are rumors that Cat Williams was going to show up. She wasn't even going to go. But soon as she heard that cat was showing up, she was like, yeah, I'm going. Spoiler alert, he didn't show up. <laughs> but that got everybody going. Yeah. Just the thought, post Sharp. Yeah. Club Shay Shay. Shout out to Shannon Sharp. It came as oh. touch and bust. Yeah. You, I mean, <laughs> just the thought of him being there, yeah. it's, it's working. Yeah. That marketing, as you said, is genius. And as Rich said, it's the year of truth. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just heard, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw this on social media or not, but the next comedian that's going on there, Monique. Ooh. Oh, she's messy, dude. Bro. Yeah. That's gonna, I got my popcorn. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I might, I might take the day off of work. I think she's going to come. I think she's going to come with a notary. Like, <laughs> I'm going to need you to sign these. Yeah. <laughs> I was drinking when he said that. That hurt my throat. My throat, mine. Dang, she's rowdy. Yeah. So real quick recap. Yeah, recap. Um, he went at Ricky Smiley, all these comedians, Steve Martin Harvey. Lawrence, who else? Steve Harvey. Uh, Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey with all the Cedric, Entertainer. All the Kings um, of Comedy, pretty much. All the Kings of Comedy, except for DL. Yeah. He has love for DL. He left Chappelle alone. He's got love for Chappelle. He even uh, went, you know, eye to eye with Kevin Hart. Oh, <laughs> I think he's a little taller. <laughs> Not much. Not much. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I, got, I got an inch on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to use my ASI voice talking to me, cat. <laughs> Say it with your chest. 
<laughs> he's blinking. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Even like Michael Blackson. Michael Blackson, yeah. Motosoka. <laughs> I cannot get jiggy with this. <laughs> right, right. What, what is this? Yeah, man. I mean, so he attacked all these guys. He talks about Ludacris. Yeah, that's my favorite one. I mean, and then Ludacris, come on, man. That weak rap. Yeah, talking, that weak little on, diss track man. off of, uh, what was it, Devil in a New Dress, I think he was rapping yeah, on. My favorite on, part man. is that Cat came back with a diss song. Uh, to Ludacris, I, I just, rap. yeah, he did yeah. a little rap. Well, you forgot he used to be down with Dipset, <laughs> so that's my favorite part. How did that turn into a rap beef? It, it, oh, good just, Lord, just I'm telling you, man, Lord, it's the year man. of the beef. I'm just, I'm just like, really, guys. Look, and look, I'm not hating on Ludacris. We all think we all got love for Luda. Luda's got bars, but I was like, Luda, really, man? Come on, man. Come on. Ridiculous. Absolutely so, ridiculous. Saw him today in one of the Fast and Furious, and I was the like, sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all got light skinned women. Weird faces. <laughs> and then I'm looking at their women. I'm like, they're no, they're all not too bad. Why are you being mean, man? He was a, he just had hate in his heart and he let it out. Yeah. He let it out. Yeah, man. That was just that that was crazy. And then on the heels of that, so Stephen A. Smith of ESPN, the Disney family, e- you know, ABC, etc. The House, House of, of Mouse. Mouse. Yep. Boom. There you that go. was really good. <laughs> yeah. Sink. I was beautiful, guys. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, not to be outdone, while that while the beef is in the air, people have a taste for it. He says, "Hey, Shannon's my man. I got him on first take. I think it's time, on the heels of releasing his book, for me to air out Jason Whitlock." Now, in all fairness, I think it was provoked because Jason Whitlock is disputing the facts in his book mm-hmm. and going on these long, long, way too long. If you've got the, if you've got the ears and the time to listen to Jason Whitlock, you know, Hey, God bless you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I did that. So you don't have to, and it, it's two hours of my life. I can't get back. Granted. I did it while I was working. So I didn't have to like sit and I just, I don't, I can't stand him. It's got nothing to do with political. I just don't like his style. I don't like his speech enough about me. So he talks about things in Stephen A's book. Stephen A gets on there on his show and he's cursing. He's calling him a fat bastard. You know, all that calls him a piece of poop. Not in that word. Um, <laughs> I mean, bad words. This dude, time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Stephen A, he told, he told at one point, he says, uh, I was gonna say, he told me, he told the audience. He told us. Yeah. He told yeah. us uh, at one point he called his sister. He apologized to her and he called his pastor and he's like, <laughs> he's like, Lord, forgive me for what I'm about to do. Right. And he says, my pastor said, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And it's the look on his face, man. I wish we could have showed you that clip. It's I was not trying even to find that, it. though. It's like the whisper that like you're telling Harry Potter a secret. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to right, do. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so it's it, severe. It's oh, it's, it's absolutely severe, man. And it, it was, it's, it was so bad. To where he says something that I try never to say. I don't know about you guys, but to say he hates this man. Yeah. Yeah. That's that the exception. Hate yeah. is a crime. Yeah. I'm not to trying to be all, you know, touchy feely, <laughs> but there's hate crimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that's he, deep. He made the point to say, I don't hate anybody, but dog, I hate you. Right. Like, <laughs> like I don't, uh, I don't push hate. But I hate you. And he said, not a little bit either. Uh, I hate yeah. you a whole lot. Yeah. He did that and says, not even a little bit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He said, if you get within a, what is it? Oh, a, a mile, mile. You better hold on to yourself. Cause yeah. you will take your, your soul. Yeah. Wrap your arms around yourself to protect your soul. Come on, man. He's Shang Tsung, dude. 
Hey. A lot of beef in the air. I don't know why. This just gives me a, a granddad versus Uncle Ruckus vibes from <laughs> the Boondocks. I don't know if it's like Stephen A's hairline plus yeah. what, like Jason. I don't know what it is, but that's the vibe I get from I like this. gold. I like showers. <laughs> don't trust the new. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, God. Well, come on over here, Freeman. <laughs> it's your two. It's your two uncles at the party arguing over like a card game twenty years ago. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, and admittedly, I'm not the biggest fan of either one of them. If I had to choose out of the two, I would. I'd roll with Stephen A. Just because I like the other people that Stephen A. The personalities he brings that's around him. Yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, and he, the way he, like you said, encompasses people. Like yeah. you said, how he brought Shannon Sharp after his. Uh, turmoiled end at Fox Sports. Oh, yeah. Uh, to say the least. Uh, Eesh, uh, the way he looks out for folks. Yeah. I like a lot of things Stephen A. does. The way he puts uh, an effort into bringing HBCUs into yes. the conflict and yes. not the conflict, but into the spotlight. It's the combo. Um, yeah. yeah does his Friday shows during portions of the season there um, to bring them up. Uh, things like that. That's yeah. what I like out of Stephen A. They can't say that he doesn't pay it forward for his colleagues. Yeah. And then uh, he he's part of a scholarship program i can't remember his the school he went to off the top of my head winston-salem yeah winston-salem yeah and he's uh, you're, ta- you're talking millions of dollars that they work to getting oh, yeah. um people of color scholarships to you know continue their education and make that change in life so those are the things about Stephen i like but the dude <laughs> uh to say the least he can talk it's polarizing yeah yeah oh yeah but when he's right he's right you know there's times i mean as a as a long lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan, you know he he he. Oh yeah, he don't give us no type of uh, no no love whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't watch first take that whole week after we lost, bro. Uh, neither did I. <laughs> Couldn't do it. So I want to before we move on to like our next examples, I want to take a moment. So I've been looking at some articles on psychology today. Okay, yeah, and I was trying to like find other ones relate in relation to like resolving conflict, but it just, it had so many gems. So shout out first of all to psychology today, but I wanted to try to take some of the things they ask people to do or, or some techniques they, they ask people to do to try to resolve conflict and point that, you know, towards some of these situations. Um, one of the things they say is practice active listening. <laughs> With a situation like these comedians and these entertainers, we didn't talk about Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion in particular. I don't know how that started. I don't think that's relevant at this point. Well, it's not really relevant. It's just a beef that I find uh, intriguing. I don't really know how it started either, but uh, yeah. uh, there's a lot of uh, hate in that. They, they just dropped a diss song. Like our Nicki dropped a diss song about it. It was, uh, it was all crazy though. She, yeah. can't, she can't sleep. Like that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, and just it's just a lot of beef and hate and that. I don't know the the ins and outs of it, but I find it hilarious. So before we give in, get into the psychology part, I want to actually add another thing to the music portion. I don't know if you guys heard about um, Yasin Bey, formerly Most Deaf, and what he said about Drake. Nah. So he was on a podcast, and good lord, I forgot the name of it. I wanted to actually go and check out their Patreon because that's how you can watch the whole episode. Yeah. But they knew what they were doing. Their marketing team was genius. You put it behind the paywall. Then like hmm. they they but they got you where they she asked, you know, do you think Drake is hip hop? Oh. Now you're asking a guy who 
Scott is Barr yeah. like, is like not just lyrical mastermind, not just lyrical mastermind, but the culture, yeah, the preservation of the culture, what it means. He was part of Native Tongues, you know what I mean? Him and Talib and all these other guys, Rockus, Rockus Records. For those of you who are unfamiliar, Rockus Records in the '90s was the antithesis of the the, the, the No Limits mm. and the Bone Thugs and and uh, Cash Money and the Rough Riders in Rockefeller, you know, mm-hmm. all the commercial stuff. These dudes were coming with just like straight lyrical fire. You have those two as mentioned. Common wasn't part of Rockus, but he was down with Rockus. Mm-hmm. The Roots and Black Black Thought specifically in Quest Love, you know, Soulquarians, that's another click, right? Those guys were down with Rockus Records. Feral Much, Feral Much is a lyrical beast. So yeah, uh, Eminem used to do stuff with, with Rockus Records beyond their, like when, when they were doing their compilation, he would go and do little guest spots and show his lyrical ability because mm. these were respected artists, right? So you got a guy like that who is an old head now by today's standards. Sorry, most, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it, it is it, what it is. You get, truth. It, you get mean, older. Yeah. Um, I think if he's not 50, he's very close. He's knocking on the door of 50, mm. right? So she asked him, do you think he's hip hop? And he says, he's like, he, he gets away from the mic and he says, Hate that you asked me this. Like, like you can hear him kind of like say it way far away. And he says that Drake's music is the kind of music that is synonymous with shopping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, it's he's like, for real, you go to Target and you yeah, hear and you hear the hotline bling, you know. Right, what I mean? yeah. yeah. He was and and so <laughs> yeah. she's trying to get him to dive deep. And you could tell I mean kick you, sorry. Um, you could tell she's trying to get him to dive a little deeper, and he doesn't really want to pick on him mm. because when you think about someone like Drake, I've always heard Drake doesn't write his own lyrics. He puts a lot of people to work or gives them work. You right. Know? Yeah. He puts people on. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Right. He does. And, and he's a, you guys know I'm not a Drake fan at all, but I can't knock the fact the man is a heck of an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And he did say he was pop. Yeah. You know, and that's true. He's pop. Hip yeah. hop. He's I think hip-hop. that's a accurate uh, explanation or accurate uh, definition of what Drake has become. Yes. I I, I want to put that caveat in there has become, because when you listen to like the comeback season, Drake and uh, some of his earlier works from like 06, 07, uh, the, the dude's got bars. Like he can rap. Yeah. But he's, it just, it just got big. It got yeah, he, it, it's, My question is, did he write those raps? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I, I mean, I don't think you get the respect of like the little Wayne's of the world. If you can't go into um, a studio, right? And Drake's written a lot of things for a lot of people. Yep. Gotcha, um, gotcha. You okay. know, he's ghostwritten a lot of things. Oh, okay. Uh, I did, that I did Yeah, know. so that's where it comes into me with him. I think he got to a point where like, I'm writing for people. People can write for me too. Mm-hmm. Once he got to a certain level. Um, so I think he was hip hop, but Drake is pop now. I mean, he's, when it comes to records and numbers, the only people that he's challenging now are the Beatles and the Michael Jacksons and um, it's not even his genre anymore. Yeah, it's you know mm. when it comes to rappers like number one hits, album sales, and stuff like that. He's other than Eminem, like he's blown everybody else out of the water. So yeah. what do you do? You shift. You become a global icon. The dude dropped a uh, honestly never mind, which is like a straight pop record trying to get into the clubs of the bad bunnies of the world and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, that's how I took it, you know, trying yeah. to go on to that, um, that genre, that wave. 
So, but he's mostly I was right. Nowadays, that's what you get from Drake. Ever since Views, in my opinion, um, in like 2016, Drake has been a pop artist. He's here for the charts, man. He's not here for the the streets. He's yeah. trying to sell. He yeah. never he never put himself out there because everybody knew he was the guy from Degrassi. To right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what happens. He shifted in that way. He's still himself, but he's selling to places you hear him play at Target. <laughs> and yeah, it's like one point. And it's a female host. She did a great job with the interview from because there's other clips I've seen where like Yasin dives deep. I mean, he's talking about the conflict in Gaza, which, mm. you know, we'll lightly touch on. But he's talking about that to a a world economic power kind of thing, you know, and, and all kinds of stuff. Power structure. Right. The establishment. Um, and she's like, what do you think about Drake? She She goes. <laughs> She said something about skews and then Yasin's all, have you, oh my gosh, look at all these skews, so many skews. He's like, have you, have you heard this music? I love this music. I love this product. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it's hilarious the way he's doing it, but it almost looked like later on, I just watched this literally yesterday. It was perfect timing for this episode. He, um, he did this video on his, his live video on his Instagram where it almost looked like he was in a ransom video. Mm. Like somebody was saying, they're feeding us well. Um, they said send $20 million. Like it's, It just kind of looked like that. But he said, basically, look, it was never my intent to hurt Drake's feel. You know, basically, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, basically not hurt his feelings. Yeah. He says, I don't have any beef with him. I love Drake. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's good for the culture he says, I tried to contact him, but he didn't get in touch with me. You know, if you want to talk to me directly, let's do that because I don't do all this digital stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like, come talk to me. Let's try to, let's try to get together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, I think he realizes the optics around that because everybody's looking for that, that, that spice. Yeah. The DJ Vlad stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. And that coincides again with the Stephen A's and the Sh- Shannon Sharps and these other hip hop artists that are that are beefing with each other. And this, I wouldn't necessarily call this beef, but it's like the seeds of beef. It is. It yeah. it could be. And so I wanted to kind of tie that together to talk about conflict resolution. Yeah. You know, because I feel like he answered. There's a question that says, "Do uh, it says do this before speaking." Star says, "Do that before speaking." Before you communicate, ask yourself the following questions about what you wish to say. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it useful? And here's my key one: Is it necessary? Hmm. And here is the second huge one: Is it going to land well? Yeah. And the last one: Is it the right time to say it? And so, is it necessary? And is it going to land well? I don't know if, well, I'll, I'll answer that question myself. I think it wasn't necessary for him to kind of play it up a little bit. Like that kind of added the spice to it. But did it land well? What do you guys think? <laughs> well, I mean, Drake fans don't really care probably about what Yasin Bay thinks. Yeah, you probably. Know. Drake yeah. did respond to him on IG real quick saying, um, what do you say? Uh, like what? What do we say again? Uh, let me shine my light, King. Don't switch up now. Um, was his kind of only response that I've seen uh, to that. Um, hmm. As far as landing, well, I, I guess I just kind of depends on who camp. What you think? I, I yeah. don't think his. I don't think his statement, like I said, was an overstretch at all. I, I don't um, think there was any malicious intent. 
I, I think the part that didn't land well was the him. Look at all these skews. Like that could look like you're making fun of him. Like a sellout or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like you're kind of exactly, you're calling him a sellout precisely. So I don't know that, that was, uh, I thought that was interesting that that came up out of nowhere. Well, you got to think like probably the publicist that calls him Yasin Bey once a year. He was like, this is our phone call. What'd you do? Like, come on, you got to do this. Cause you also play at target sometimes. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what <laughs> I mean? Oh, mommy says, I like <laughs> yeah. <world."> yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, that's like, the jam right there. He said some, he said some popular stuff too, but yeah. Isn't this weird? Isn't it odd? Now, this <laughs> isn't is kind it of, odd? Yeah. It's kind of perpetuated by the people wanting the beef to happen too. It's not just him and him and that lady who asked him the question. It's, what the internet wants. Yeah, the to. internet definitely uh, throws it. gasoline on the uh, mm-hmm. on the embers that they leave behind yeah. uh, from these little takes, I think. And that, I think, is uh, American culture, what it's come to, at least, over the recent years. Yeah. This is the, the accommodation. This is what we do. This is what we live for, right? Something mm-hmm. to click on, something to follow these conflicts, these confrontations between people that we, I don't want to say idolize, but follow on a regular basis. Yeah. It's called a parasocial relationship. You know, it's mm. the, it's a relationship you have with your social media and like mm. individuals that uh, have no real effect on your life, but you let them, right. I've touched on this before. Um, but yeah, I don't think I just, there's some weird secret cabal, man. They're just making everybody want to have beef, man. That's <laughs> what it is. They open your eyes. I don't even like red meat like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the cattle industry. They just want us all to have beef. <laughs> So get that USDA. Yeah. One thing, Uh, one thing I saw in here that I want to give Yassine, just, I know we're using that particular, it's not really a true beef, but I do like that he did this. Yeah. So one thing it says seven steps for better conflict resolution. Uh, I want to focus on this is that he says, recognize your part. And I think that what, that's what he did. Well, they owned it. Yep. It says, be accountable and objectively assess your share in the conflict. Acknowledge your role in the problem and take responsibility. And I think that's what Yassine was trying to do with his video, mm. you know, and say, hey, man, I didn't mean it like that. I wasn't trying to come at you. Let's talk to each other. Maybe they can break bread, you know, and then that leans into that's number four on this list, which could lend to maybe later on. Number seven, discover a win win solution. Maybe we get the uh, the, the Yasin Bay Drake collaboration, which would be weird. That'd be so strange. That would be that. Yeah. That would that would. It would be one of those I'm rare keep, times where Drake actually has to rap nowadays, yeah, like real hip hop. Like, yeah, hip hop, hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. So uh, that'd be interesting. Well, yeah, it just seems like he doesn't have a race to be in. Like you know, he's not following the rat race right now. He's just doing him. Yeah. So he's not really pressured by external forces to say this or that. So he maybe just touched on owning what he did and he didn't do much, but he had to own it because the internet at large was going. Yeah. was going at it. Yeah. They were, they were poking that bear or trying to uh, poke that bear. That's really cool. But like under a microscope, I don't know any other individual, how would that go? Like, would you remember this or would it be more pressure? Would it be more emotional? Hmm. Would it be financial? Like it's a lot of different factors that maybe block out like the common sense that you see in these kinds of like how to lists, Mm. you know, like it could be other external factors that you want to do this, but your image dictates that you are Rowdy Roddy Piper or, you know, like, or the rock or like, you know what I mean? Like they want you to sell it. This is Hey, your, 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 your concert tickets are getting really, really like slow, man. Like we had, we've had to do a bunch of returns. You, you should play into this. Like it'll be good for both parties. There's a lot of stuff like that at play too, Mm. but it feeds us in a way where we don't, 
ever think about the common things. We just want to go straight to the escalation, but we're not selling concert tickets. We're not, we don't have our faces on t-shirts. Yeah. Yet. There's no image but, to maintain. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You talked about like the WWE aspect. Cause mm-hmm. I've been going down a rabbit hole with, uh, I don't know if you're familiar or remember Rashid Wallace, the basketball player. Yeah. I know you don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously you would, but Carr, he used to play for the Portland Trailblazers and the Detroit Pistons. Those are the two teams he's most famous for. He was, was he known, ready? he was known as a bad boy. Yeah. He used to yeah. get technical fouls all the time for crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will give you the cliff notes version of uh, this with a particular example of conflict. So, he played against they the the Pistons that is played against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and there's a their center whose name is Zadrunas Ilgauskas. Let's say that three times. Zadrunas. Mm-hmm. So Big Z right yeah. goes for a layup, but before he does it, or is it a dunk? Anyway, goes up for a shot, ends up elbowing uh, uh, Rashid. Okay, and does he retaliate? He well he did. He he retaliated. They called a tech on him. Right. And Z took exception. Next time they played them, there's another guy on their team, a Brazilian cat who used to be on their team, Anderson Verajal. Mm-hmm. You remember Verajal? Mm-hmm. He used to have he used to have big curly fro. His hair, we would run down a court. It was like a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it bounced, bro. And bouncing and- <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, good visual. <laughs> so Anderson Verajal does a non-basketball play. He and Ilgauskas are down in the post. He ends up, and Anderson's Verajal is tall and he's wide. Mm. Takes all three of them out. Dang. Now, Rashid was the offensive player with the ball, mind mm. you, right? So they, he comes for help defense so from the weak side. Like Boom. They mm. all hit the ground. Yeah. They gave all three of them technical fouls. Mm. Rashid Wallace, because of his history, Rashid Wallace goes to the ref and said, hey, man, I had the ball. Yeah. Why'd you give me a tech? He said, we got the word that if you're involved in any type of conflict, we automatically give you the technical foul, whether you started it or not. Oh, so he's 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 an exception to the rule. So yes. damn, he's a Draymond before Draymond. <clears throat> right. Oh, okay. And so when you think about stuff like that, yeah. As an example. Like chips are stacked against certain individuals and like like context isn't always key when you have a rep. You yes. Know? Mm-hmm. Yes. That sucks. Yeah. That does suck. You know, and it's like I think that kind of goes in with like owning your part and understanding their perspective mm-hmm. of you, yeah. their perception yeah. is probably a better way to yeah. put it. Gotcha. You know, their perception of him in that particular time is like, you are you're the problem. You're a yeah. problem child. Yeah. And anytime there's any type of conflict with you or any type of push, anything we don't like, mm-hmm. you're going to be the guy. Yeah, you're complicit. You're automatically going to just, you're going to get it. We're going to make an example out yeah. of you. And, I worry about that for, let's just take sports and entertainment out of it. You know, I worry about that with people in general. You know, you've, we've all seen the kid at school growing up who was the hothead. Mm-hmm. And even if they were, they did nothing wrong. They still find a fight to get into. Well, or, even, dude, yeah. even if they didn't start it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're just, in there. They're in it. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're at the scene of the crime. You automatically know what went down. I'll, I'll give you a good example. I don't know if you guys have any examples in, from your childhoods. There was a fight that went down. And it was a good. It was a good fight too. <laughs> <laughs> this kid Dusty and this kid that used to call Blueberry. Okay. This kid Blueberry. <laughs> this is gonna make y'all laugh. This is in Omaha, Nebraska. Not to bring race into it. <laughs> 
This white kid thought he was a crip. Come on, cuz. Mm. <laughs> Blueberry. Blueberry. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> and and I believe I remember if I remember correctly, Dusty knocked him out. Okay, cold. Like. Yeah, yeah. So our our former our principal, we used to call him Superman. His name was Mr. Sis. Right? Mr. Sister. Pulled me aside. He got wind of it. Yeah. And thought he thought he could get me to snitch. Hey man, before the dipset said, I wasn't snitching. And he was like, Hey, uh, heard about a fight that happened the other day. You wanna you wanna give me you wanna tell me what that was about? And I'm like, What are you talking about? I heard you were there, Eric. I'm like, I'd be a lot of places, man. I'm mean? like, you heard I was there, but did you see me there? And he's like, Come on, let's talk about this. I was like, I think I need to call my mom. My mom had a reputation of she ain't the one. Yeah. We're good here. Boy said, Can I get a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, call my mom and my and my dad. My dad like helped out with track too. Yeah. So my mom and dad, my dad had been like, I'm sorry. You want to do what now? So there's always those situations where mm. no matter what, even if you're right, you're wrong. Mm. Even if you're not involved, you're involved. Yeah. Have you guys ever known anybody like that? growing up or witnessed any situations like that when you were growing up? I mean, yeah, I've had some, even as adults, folks, uh, as I've grown up that mm -hmm. just always seem to find their way in a conflict. Um, it doesn't matter what's really going on. I had a, a homie, we'll just call him treason. Cause that's what he went by on the, on the mic, uh, that he, he had a rough childhood. Like he grew up rough, but because mm -hmm. of that, you know, he found himself in certain situations that, uh, you just don't want to find yourself in fights, you know, weapons, just things, you know, like he was, he was a thug or <laughs> he wanted to be, he, he was, yeah, uh, but yeah. he always found himself in that situation. And those things, your, your reputation Perceive. precedes you yep. like that. That is like layman's terms. It's ABC. It's what you need to know as you grow up and be an adult is your reputation is going to precede you. So whatever situation that you find yourself in, if you're constantly finding yourself in situations, you're going to be looked at in that light. Um, I don't yeah. think there's any way around it. Unfortunately, it's human yeah. nature uh, to it's like the boy who cried wolf. Like you, you lie all the time. Eventually people are just going to stop believing you. You fight all the time. doesn't matter who started the fight. You're in another fight. Um, so it's like I said, it's human nature. That's what we come to. And it's what, drives a lot of conflict unfortunately um people don't get the fair shake or the fair shake down uh, but it's it, in my opinion it is what it is if you don't want to be that type of person then you have to think about the consequences of what your actions can be or can lead to yeah yeah i get you um i've been somebody with a good reputation and a bad reputation so I know what it's like to be on both sides of just not being expected mm. of much and also being expected of doing something right or wrong. Mm. So right now I, f I seem to have been really careful about cultivating my new reputation and like my life and stuff. But yeah, I've been bad. I've been good. I've been everything in the middle. Um, but what I've, what I've realized about those that I finally have a grasp on perception and like outward perception of what people see you on the outside. Cause he's not care like whether I was doing good or bad. I used to just really not care, but I would feel like I'd set myself back professionally just because I was too punk about it. Like, mm. <laughs> so that definitely is something I've, I've, I personally have been accustomed to. I've been a loser and a winner, you mm. know? And it's, uh, yeah, I think about that every day because the opportunities I give myself now are because I'm cultivating something, you know, you're trying to change that perception of yeah. yourself. Yeah. But you know, ultimately I know it's, 
I don't know. It's everything's very gray now as you're an adult, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and there's always that situation too, where it's like that boy just can't get right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's shades of that, you know, with yeah. people that I've known and even in myself when I look in the mirror of that, but I think all that has just taught me to kind of give more benefit of the doubt, if anything, for, for, for the rough ones or even for the clean ones. Like you just see that grayness now, and especially for somebody that, that's been on both sides of things. Like I, I can, I, I take more intent time to really see like what intentions are and stuff. And mm-hmm. it helps me. And I think because I've been on both ends. I'm, I'm going to cross a little bit into dad mode territory. Yeah. If you like where we're going, uh, check us out at dad mode pod on all the social media things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the one with the superhero. Now that there's two of them. <sighs> Conflict and beef. <laughs> <laughs> Season <and> desist. No, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, one thing that I'm learning as a parent and you don't have to be a parent for this. This is just if you've got a, a child or children in your life, yeah. you can see how they kind of resolve conflict and don't yeah. <laughs> like in their little brains. But one thing I was told when I was growing up by my mom was like, somebody hits you at school, tell a teacher. Yeah. And we, you and I touched on this. We think we talked about this recently, right? Mm-hmm. So teacher hits you. Teacher, that's a whole other problem. That's a whole other problem. We'll get say nineteen thirty six. I know, right, right. Shoot, man, I got paddled when I was a kid one time, bro. That's that's uh, Carlos Coon. Really? Yes, sir. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I miss that era. Yeah, yeah, man, that was crazy. So, um, man, all ended with Meyer. (laughs) Um, so anyway, they hit you. Tell the teacher. Happens again. Tell the teacher third time. Handle your business. I've kind of adopted that philosophy with my kids with the exception that if you have no way to escape, even if, even if it is the third time, like I, I I tell my kids to defend themselves, but I also tell them if there's a way to get away from the conflict, the physical conflict, leave. Because if they're anything like me, I've got a bad temper and I do, I do a decent job these days of like really suppressing it, but I have my moments where I can explode. And I don't like, I don't like that. Cause I, you know, when I explode, I, I blow up, you know? So I try to never let myself get there. I, I, I'd rather just tell somebody early on, Hey man, I'm not feeling this. And it's better for us. Even if it's sometimes it comes out a little rough, it's better for me to just get it out early and say, Hey, I'm getting to a point where this is not going to end well for one of us. And it's probably going to be you unless it's like, you know, muscle man or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's going to hurt me. The more it's going to hurt you. But my point is, is I tell my children, they need to try to find a way to escape. And when they tell their teachers, make sure you come home and tell us. Because if this behavior, this pattern continues, I want to be able to tell the teachers and defend my children and say, hey, then when they told you, they told us too. Yeah, there's accountability here. There's a, Yes, there's everybody is in the know that needs to know. This mm-hmm. is so I've recognized this as a pattern of behavior. So-and-so kid or kids has a thing where they want to mess with my kid or mm-hmm. kids. And if you're letting this continue, then we're going to stop it. I'm sorry. That's just, that's just the way it is. Now, when they're outside of school, I tell them straight up, hey, man, no holds barred. You're not at school. Handle your business. Yeah. I would still prefer that you, and I may not win father of the year for this, but I would still prefer that you try to get away from the conflict because especially if it's your friend, you know how it is when you're boys, we'll just pick on boys mm. for a minute. Boys, 
It's, it, it's true. We get rough. You hit me. I hit you, and it's done. What happened? Why'd you Why'd you punch Tommy? Man, Tommy hit me first, and you guys are still friends. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, so I mean, I got it out. Yeah, exactly. But you know, girls they play the long game. A lot of them. yeah, <laughs> they play the long game. So I, I wanted to bring that up because we have children around a similar age. You are a prospective dad now, right? So, mm-hmm. You know, you could be a stepdad. You know, when, I don't want to put anything on you that you're not ready for. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get you guys' like window into that realm of conflict. Like, what are you? What are some nuggets you're trying to tell your children? You're trying to tell your girlfriend's child if you see her dealing with frustration. And the conflict doesn't even have to be amongst children, right? Yeah. It could be internal. It could be with parents. It could be other family members. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I just tell the kid like she could tell me whatever, and I'm not just going to immediately get mad. I don't know what she's had and like other men in her life or whatever, but like yeah. I'll ask her something and then she'll try and like go around about this. Tell me what's up. Like, yeah. I'm going to get mad at you. Like, just tell me. Like, that's been a thing too. Cause it, I guess there's conflict there, you know? Yeah. Like absolutely. Getting accused of doing something or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, it's not like that. Like you want to sit on this chair, go for it. Yeah. It's the thing. She's like using the office now as like her, her de facto room. So, so things are kind of leading that way, but she'll do something like a huffy and then slam the damn door and all that stuff. And oh, I'm just like, chill. Yeah, like, yeah, like, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Girls like girl world is different. I don't know. Like I'm very outnumbered. Even the dogs are girls. Like, I don't Trust know. me, bro. I, need, I understand. I need a chess piece. I need a little dude. Like, yeah. to get <laughs> Always outnumbered, never outgunned. Uh, <laughs> Remember those words. Yeah, it just feels like uh, rest in peace, Keith Flint. I'm learning, but I think conflict now is a biological thing right now because I don't know how to navigate these uh, very lady ladylike waters. Mm-hmm. And they like things that we don't. We like things that they don't. Mm-hmm. So that is a natural conflict. It's not not anything like intentional or anything but there's a there's a there's a little mini conflict going on where i'm just like trying to always figure out like where i stand yeah. and how i participate and how i am present and stuff yeah mm. with with preserving my identity and stuff too and not bending over backwards all the time and all that stuff too but you know figuring out my role in that because you can still be a masculine man with a bunch of little girls oh yeah <laughs> absolutely just ask kobe all right whatever uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Man, rest bad. in peace. Um, but girl, dad, all the way. I, yeah, dude. I, I totally understand it. Um, for me, yeah. when it comes to my kids, I actually take a different approach based on the kid. Yeah. Um, because like I have my oldest who's a little bit, um, she, she avoids conflict, you know, which isn't yeah. a bad thing, but you have to know how to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So with her, I've more, hey, if somebody's pushing you around, you need to, you need to stand up for yourself. You know, I, you know, hit them back. They hit you, you hit them back. You need to stand up for yourself. You need to have that. My younger one is mean, like and she has a temper. <laughs> yeah. So with her, it's more like, hey, you need to step back and you need to compose yourself. Come get me or your mom. I kind of want to take that approach with her, kind of how you do. Tell the teacher, tell us before you kind of escalate with things. Because I can yeah. see how she, once she gets into a conflict or once she gets into like a little fight, like, the same playbook doesn't apply. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's going to, you know, there's, I know, like, I don't get, I'm, I like to avoid conflict. I'm not uh, somebody who runs towards it, but once. You're pretty even kill. But once I get somewhere, it's like, you know, you see the red and you, it's, and then you're just like, oh, snap, what did I do? Um, Kind of deal. And my youngest, I think will be like, she, she'll get there a lot quicker. The, the red will come if she's just in the conflict. So I want you to step back. I want you to come tell me and come tell your teacher, try to avoid getting in that. Cause I know once you're in that, like you're going to fight to kill, like yeah. not literally, but you know, um, 
in that sense. And then my oldest, like, no, you need to stand up for yourself. You don't need to let people walk all over you. You need mm. to put your chin up, ball your fist up, whatever you have to do, um, and make sure they know that they can't do that to you again. Absolutely. Um, so that's my approach on that when it comes to the kids, because they're they're different. They're very different. They're not similar really at all. Um, mm. <laughs> except same, for they kind of same look, parents. That's it. The yeah, you know, day. they they kind of <laughs> look like us, but other than that, they act totally different. Stubborn. Um, shy. There's just so many different layers to that. You know what I mean? And then they're both girls. So I have to figure that part out too with the emotions and the, like you said, the long game that they think out, they don't forget um, like elephants. Uh, You know, they don't forget anything they know. Um, And (laughs) they'll bring it up. It may not be today, may not be tomorrow. may not be this month, but they're going to bring it up and they're going to remember. So I take that approach with it um, when it comes to conflict with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to approach it how I approach conflict because I, I ain't got time for conflict, dude. Yeah. Unless you're, I, I'm a dad too. On top of that, now, uh, unless you're threatening my ability to get back to my kids, it's not that big a deal to me. Mm-hmm. Well, right. Right. Uh, ab- absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, as I've gotten older, I've tried to think: Is it worth my energy? to allow this to be upset. Like daily stoic talks about that. Yeah. This, often this February. Is, yes. Is something like that. It's yes. like it started off for the hot headed man. I was pissed that day too. Yeah. Well, and I'm it's, like, and it's great yeah. because it's, it's right on time for what we're for doing here. Yeah. For, for the emotional season. Let's it's, yeah. All about passion. Yeah, dude. Shout out to Ryan. What's his Ryan holiday. Ryan, Ryan holiday. Ryan holiday. Ryan holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Real time. <laughs> but no, uh, it's, it's been a great read for, for me, because I've missed actually a couple weeks. Yeah, it's just, I've been so busy. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. picking that up, it's like, oh man, that that's right on time, brother. That's right on time. Because mm-hmm. he basically says, you're allowing that person or that situation, some level of control mm-hmm. over you. Yeah. And so if you do that, let's say if that's the person's goal, mm-hmm. then they win. Yeah. Even if it wasn't their goal, it somehow there's a winner, right? You're the you lost because you allowed that to alter your state of mind and get your blood boiling. And it's like you off the path. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're all human. That's where like I I I like that. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, man, that's not always gonna happen, right? We're all humans. It's it it's emotions. But I try to sit back and go, okay, let's think this through. Like I'll give you I'll give you good examples at my job. Like my, my, and I love my team. Shout out to my team. If they're secretly listening to our podcast, you know, my, my new manager is a little bit more, our leader, he's a true leader. He's a little bit more particular about certain details than I'm used to. He likes to nitpick some things. And where I worked before, my attack. Yes. My leaders were very attacky like that. And it was to belittle you almost. Mm -hmm. And Use that information that gets you against you to not promote you. Yeah, like, or oh. not give you that uh, incentive. Right, yeah. right. Uh, like I heard from a friend of mine and not shout out to my man, Rob, you know who you are. My man told me that my leader, which he, he sent me a text, your boss is trying to F you. You need to change something," he said. He, he like basically we have these reading these 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 ratings of like meets expectations does mm-hmm. not meet. He says, "I wish I could give him a low meets expectations." I'm like, "Do am I meeting your expectations or not?" You know what I mean? Like I'm not I, I'm not doing anything wrong. 
that I know of. You can tell me in every one-on-one that I have that I'm doing my thing. And this person, I would allow this person to get my blood boiling. And you guys have had those, you've, you've heard me rant and rave. Mm-hmm. We had long phone calls where I was cursing about this dude. And so having that guard and that backup going into this job, whenever there was a critique, my first, my first thought and emotion is defense. Shields up. This guy's trying to attack me. Shout out to my wife for being the kind of person to say, hey, you're not there anymore. Yeah. That just it's listen to me here. It is very important. I'm going to go to psychology today again in this other article. Keep an open mind. That applies to so many things mm-hmm. in life. For example, we mentioned it earlier and we have not talked about it and we don't really got to get into politics, but we have an election coming up. Yeah. And, you know, it's down as if you're a Republican. You know, your two major choices right now are Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. And honestly, there really is no choice. Donald Trump is more than likely going to be the guy that comes out of that camp. Mm -hmm. From a Democratic perspective, it's Biden. It's B B or B. It's Bob. Biden or bust. You know what I'm saying? But the reason why I bring those up is because. You've heard so many times we're more divided than we've ever been before. Mm-hmm. We're more divided. In some ways, it feels like that. In other ways, it doesn't. It, it, I just wish that people who are on opposite sides of certain issues would just sit down and, number two, listen to what yeah. the other person has to say. Yeah. Why do you feel that way? Because- in my opinion, I've got friends, we all, all three of us, I, that's what I love about the people that we interact with. We've got folks on all walks of life, mm-hmm. you know, that all different opinions. Some I, I vehemently disagree with, but I respect the person. Mm-hmm. But listen to what they say. Why do you feel that way? I voted for this person because of X. They, they, I, this, these things mean this much to me, whether it's marriage, abortion, or, you know, same-sex marriage, you know, taxes, whatever. I don't want to dive into the issues. That's not important. Uh, Three, understand their perspective. Can you truly understand that person's perspective? There's no way to understand if you don't listen. Yes. Four, show empathy toward their position. Like, to, to me, these seem like basic things that we can do. Like, okay, I don't like you know, ex candidates stance on these things, but I can understand why this means, you know, this is where I can kind of agree with that. Mm. Like for example, yeah, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) I don't want to get political. Let's just put it this way. Like, Hey, your neighbor's cool. Uh, helped you out one time, fix a lawnmower, but also they vote for the dude that you don't vote for. Yeah. Mm. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, you've had a drink with this guy. He's made hot dogs, you know, that guy is always the first one. If you're, if hey, oh crap, I, I gotta run. Can you watch my kids for ten minutes? Sure. Not saying this is what happens, but yeah, everybody's say, got you know. that community, right? Mm-hmm. These are people in your community. They're in your tribe. The tribe being the communal tribe, right? The community tribe. Whether they vote one way on a certain issue or not, you're all in this thing called life together. And then the last one, oh sorry, not the last one. The next one says objectively consider what they may that they may be correct. 
Yeah, it's a hard thing for anybody. Can you imagine like being wrong? Well, like, yeah. First of all, that hurts and it <sighs> makes you feel bad. Like, yeah. But yeah, like when you're open enough to accept that you're wrong, you learn and then you are right. Well, the other thing too is that the other part says, or whether your two vo- viewpoints can coexist. Yeah. yeah, that's a big point of that because some viewpoints or some opinions on things, they don't, they don't overlap. They don't. They run mesh. side by side. Yeah, yeah. They, there's no, you know, if it's like, a, what is it, a Venn diagram where mm-hmm. you have like the little oval in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. middle ground within some viewpoints. Yeah, just- uh, but if you listen, like we were saying, and you try to understand their perspective, you can get a grasp on, mm-hmm. hey, maybe, you know, you're going to believe what I, you believe, I'm going to believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. And I don't think these things can work together, but I respect your right to have that opinion so it doesn't need to be an escalated conflict, but you have to kind of have that open mind, like you were saying, and come to uh, that point of realization and that, um, you know, just that point of understanding of uh, whatever the context, whatever the situation may be of, okay, I see where you're coming from. Well, you got to ungamify some stuff in your head too. Like gamification is a big thing in professional worlds and all that stuff. But we try and apply it to things in our lives that don't matter. Like it comes to like Coke and Pepsi. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, it's red really, versus blue, literally at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's yeah. Relevant. Like it's all relevant stuff, but you don't have to gamify all that. You could just appreciate your neighbor figuratively, you know, appreciate the things that y'all come together with and run side by side instead of having to go crossover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I apologize for not having this article ready, um, but this list lends into what we're we're speaking about now. Mm-hmm. I was listening to um, "We're Not Wrong," yeah, and they were talking about a study that showed that with Gen Z mm-hmm. men, and I, I'll find it. I'll I'll find. I'll try to find it if I can and throw it in the show notes yeah. along with these. Um, the study showed that young Gen Z folks are trending men. Excuse me. Problems are trending more conservative. Yeah, and Gen Z women are trending more progressive. Mm. Which, when you think about progressives, this is we're talking about the um, Ilhan Omar's and the Rashida Tlaib's and uh, the one everybody thinks is pretty. I can't think of her name. Cortez. Yes, yeah, Ocasio. She, yeah. yeah, I mean she's she's attractive. She she's is. Cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot her first name. Ocasio Cortez. Alex. Is last Alex. Name. Alex. Alexandria. Alexandria right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So in Bernie. Right. AOC, thank you. So yeah. you got that, and then conservative. To oh, me, that, to right. me, that's a little bit of an umbrella. Like, yeah. what part of conservatism? Because, I mean, technically, libertarians are kind of conservative in in certain ways. You know, they're just a little bit less. They just don't hate people. <laughs> they're just yeah, they're a little bit more loose. You yeah. know, on some of the other things. They're very much about limited government, just like a conservative traditionally is about limited limited government, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, thinking about Gen Z. Technically, my oldest is is the tail end of Gen Z. Do you guys think, and I'm going to piggyback off their conversation, they asked, you know, do you think that that's a problem long term? Can two people who are on polar opposites of issues exist like relationship wise? I, I have a friend who's conservative. I think his wife is more liberal. She doesn't really talk about it, mm. but- or passive, but they've they've got three kids and they're happy and they're they're doing their thing. But I just kind of think about from a moral standpoint, in like what what centers you as an individual if somebody in your home is completely the opposite take about stuff. Yeah, you know, 
I think that could lead to some very bad conflict, especially when it comes to things like raising children, for example. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. It really comes down to can that person keep that open mind and like, can yes. each of those people in that household keep an open mind? We don't yes. have to come from the same uh, beliefs or the same uh, opinions, but if we can keep an open mind about each other and not immediately turn our disagreements into conflict, then you can coincide. And it, that's the point uh, or the main point that you should make sure that we're teaching these younger generations. Like you don't always have to be right. And people aren't always going to agree with you, right. but make sure that you listen to them, try to understand them. Yes. Um, and show empathy for their viewpoints. Yeah. And if you can do that and we can teach the younger generation to do that, then there won't be any issues. But, <laughs> but, but <laughs> with the way society is trending, I mean, just look at the episode that we're having. It's all about beef and conflict. Yes. And there's a, like we said, there's a, there's an aspect of us that like gravitates toward that and likes that. If we can't tame that as a society, then there's not going to be a lot of that listening and understanding. Um, so it's what sells, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what gets sales or gets the likes or gets the clicks. That's really, you know, that's my viewpoint on that or my answer to that question. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's a good point. That's, that's a really good point, man, is having, having the ability to say, look, you know, you were raised a certain way or I was raised a certain way. This is how I feel. This is how you feel, et cetera. I think um, I think it'll allow people the space to say, okay, let's talk about what we do agree on, mm-hmm. right? We agree. Let's say your parents or you're mm-hmm. getting ready to become parents. Okay, let's let's iron these things out. I know you feel strongly about this thing and that thing. Let me hear you out. You hear me out. Is there a happy medium? Is there common ground or Mm -hmm. is it just always going to be like a push and pull? Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's something you would establish early on before you even get to have children. If you're not to, not to like pick on anybody, but if you're doing it right, Mm -hmm. That's something that you would already yeah have a have baseline for yeah if, there's communication yeah. if you've got the and, and so <laughs> so my wife and I yeah. we she was in college I was working I was going to community college she was at university university <laughs> university and we would drive to see each other all the time you guys know I talk a lot she's quiet mm-hmm. but I told her number one I said if we're gonna do this long distance thing and I say long distance I means she's what 45 minutes away from was that San Marcos bro right exactly <laughs> Texas State and I was over by SeaWorld you know what I'm saying but I'd say if this is gonna work we gotta communicate a lot of relationships I've seen with people that fail is because of communication communication absolutely yeah. you know that's that's the basis you just stop talking mm-hmm. um this this guy I listened to, he says that, you know, men marry women thinking she'll never change and women marry men thinking they I can, can change them, them mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I think there is some truth to that in certain ways, but I think we all change. Yeah, it's unrealistic to think you're going to be the same 19-year-old 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I look, if I think about 20 year old me, I wasn't necessarily crazy, but I took some risks. A little wild. Yeah. yeah I was a little, little, wild. A little wild, but, little I, wild. but I, I took some, I took some unnecessary risks, you know, that I, that make me cringe. <laughs> you know, I also, to stay on topic, and I'm sure you guys can relate, we all handled conflict and beef. Way different. Way yeah. different. I can genuinely say, and I don't know about you two, I've never had, I, I don't think I've ever, I've had much true beef with anybody. I've, I've fought up, I've fought a handful of people in my life, dude. I mean, I, I, I pride myself on, it's a good thing, on not fighting. Yeah. You know, I know how to do it. It's been so long since I've done it. I still think I know how, but maybe I don't. You know, Shannon Sharp said it on his show. Uh, what did he, what was the line? I don't know if I can fight, but do you want to find out? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, where it is going back to where you were talking about your kids, you would do anything. You cross me and my kids. Hey man. Yeah. That's where, all right. Hands come up. They cross you and your lady and her kid. Hey man, that's Papa bear mode. I should probably kick their ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's a different line, bro. I'll take the video. Like get him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the background cheering her on. Well, sorry. What's true beef though? Beef is when you, Ooh. When I see you, guaranteed to be an ICU. Oh, you know that's uh, what, what is beef, you know? Yeah, when your mom's out, Biggie, man, safe in the peace. streets. That, that's beef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but seriously, I've never, I've never had anything of on of that magnitude. Not you since, know, we've like, had rival schools. Yeah, was like yeah. not since the school days. You know, you have right. that one person that it just don't matter. You know, yeah, I'm not. I don't like you. You know, there are yeah. people that you know. I don't like you. I don't care what it is. But is it is it beef? At least not where I come from. There's not a not a lot of that going around where your life depends on it yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I live by the whole, if you're not paying my bills, if you're not cutting my checks, like, it doesn't matter. That's what it is. Yeah, that's true. That's it. Like, yeah, if you're not giving me food, if you're not doing, giving me all the Fs, you know what I mean? Except that <laughs> both positions can be right. Yeah. Or concede your position and in doing so, prevent the conflict from taking hold. Mm-hmm. And escalating. That's number six. Yeah, like preventing escalation is a big thing. Also, just like saying you're wrong. That's like a thing I had to learn in my 30s. Oh, man. Yeah. And even then, still, like I have to force myself to take that medicine. Be like, all right, I'm wrong. The one thing I, I never, let me, let me walk that back. The one thing I do my absolute best not to do, just switching the parental mode, mm-hmm. is to. Tell my kid that's how it is because I made you. If I've made a mistake, I have gone to my children. Like I've, I've barked hard on my kids, like a dude that owes me money on the street hard on my kids and been dead wrong, dead wrong, tears and everything. And I've gone to my daughter mm-hmm. and as, as in this example, and I told her, I held her hands. I had a couple tears in my eyes. And I said, I am so sorry. Yeah. Because I came at her full head of steam. Mm-hmm. It was completely unwarranted. But she'll remember that you and you know, and I and my wife and I both say this. We say, look, we never to all three of them, we never ever want you to be in the position where you feel like you can't talk with us. Yeah. They've told us that before. Because conflict isn't just external, it's mm-hmm. internal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big you know, thing. we've talked at length 
multiple times on this show about what we're going through in our heads and in our hearts. That's conflict. Yeah. You know, I talked about my good friend who was a, we dated our cousin. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily call that beef. I've got no ill will toward the guy. I just don't want to talk to him. Yeah. That's conflict. I could have handled that situation better. What's a version of conflict too? Yeah. 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 You know, I, I don't, I, 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 I wish that man nothing but the best in his life. I just don't want to talk to you. Yeah, our, 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 our run is done. Yeah. Let him eat, but just not at your table. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what we were saying. Uh, and I think in that uh, specific episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and sorry if I'm repeating myself, no, I, just, I just wanted to, it ties into yeah. what we're yeah. talking about today. And that's, uh, you know, that's a fallout of conflict, mm-hmm. a peaceful fallout from conflict or beef or disagreement, whatever you want to call it. Um, it can escalate into violent matters or linger um, and continue into long time back and forth or it could ruin your life, yeah. you know, yeah. based on the conflict or the disagreements that we've had are, what, what does it say there are two uh, uh, viewpoints cannot coexist. So we will no longer coexist. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a way to deal with it. So there's, you know, it's not a repeat uh, repetition. That's that's ties directly into what we're talking about. What's that movie where that dude like loses his mind in traffic in L.A. Falling down. Yeah, yeah. Michael Ooh. Douglas, baby. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you like in your life? Like, we all play falling down in our head. Oh, like, yeah. Like up. every minute of every day, there's there's falling down going down. But do you really want to do that? Like, it sounds awesome just to like you know what, just take the keys out of the car and just go nuts. But like. Yeah, do you really want to change your life? Because Tina from HR said something bad about you. You're gonna run in the to Burger Boy yeah. and shoot up the place or because run, it doesn't look like the picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> run up <laughs> on somebody while they're eating with their family just because they owed you money or something like just You're gonna run into Bo Jangles. I told you not to put this much salt on my fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Bo's is salty. Yeah. Bo's Jangles is salty. <laughs> It's good though. <laughs> we just started beef with like half with like some Charlotte. So there's like, what'd you say? Uh, exactly. Yeah, no, oh. we're, yeah, we're all starting beef right now. Over chicken. <laughs> Bush is chicken or bus, bro. Ooh. Starting beef over chicken. Yeah, that's a, beef over chicken. A hey, it's hey, a we're uh, right there, dude. we're we're well in the overtime, and I really, I I, I don't want to rehash our Israel Hamas episode. I'm gonna lift this up to a world level in general. Mm-hmm. I'm scared, man. Yeah. I'm very scared. Do you think um, oh wait, go we're, for it. we the conflict, mm-hmm. you know, we've got it's like it's weird. Ukraine almost feels like background noise now. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's <laughs> isn't uh, that odd? Isn't it weird? Isn't that strange? It's odd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not we we're talking about a serious topic, it's still cracking jokes. Um, that's what we do. Uh that's still going on. Yeah, but it's an afterthought. Right. Now we got the stuff that's been going on for a few months with Israel, Hamas, and now- Now you have Iran. Iran and the Houthis and Yemen, you know, like mm-hmm. that whole- That region. That region is bubbling up. You know, when is enough enough, man? Like, I'm just, I am so concerned that we as a nation are spreading ourselves thin- we're not going to get too political. I'm going to keep, I'm going to throw that disclaimer out once again. 
We're not going to talk about the X's and O's of war. I'm talking about this, like the village idiot, okay, who's just trying to get through every day without being turned into vapor. Mm. <laughs> What's that in the sky? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's my concern. That is my concern. And I wonder, <laughs> talking about some of this stuff, I mean, this this goes far beyond, I think, than some Psychology Today articles, right? Yeah. But I just, I want to know what the leaders of these countries, these, like, what are we thinking, man? We, so, yeah. We're playing fast and loose with things that can eradicate whole cities in a blink of an eye. It's weird because common sense like is superseded by corporate interests and, and money mm-hmm. and oil and all these yeah. other things too. And it's like at the end of it, like that just it should be the most important thing, but it's not. And we don't understand why how the money shakes out in a way to where it just doesn't. Shameless plug for the business name. I wish they would handle this with more calm and calm sense. And sense. Yeah. Yes. It's uh those are the things that make it like silly. You know, there's some sort of level to insanity. Like to where it's all repeating over and over again. Yeah, doing the same thing, trying to get a different result yeah. out of all this stuff. Word. It's ridiculous. It's scary. I think you have the perfect word for that, man. Um, I mean, Oppenheimer scared the crap out of me. And that's just a movie about something that happened like in the 40s. But, right. But all that, all that echoes into today. And I thought it was really prescient when I was trying to, you know, just go on a vacation with my brother. And we're like, you want to go watch Oppenheimer? It just bummed me out the rest of the time. I was all Metallica, just all, all around me are familiar. <laughs> like, it, was, <laughs> it was bad. Like, this one's for my daddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. sorry. That's <laughs> like, way, way off. Yeah. Whack um, <laughs> for my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that song yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Even then, like, I think about that, and I know it's just a stupid movie, but it might not be. It's a message, too. Like, I was going to say, I ain't no stupid movie. That was based on a real story. <laughs> but, like, can you imagine something that happened already? 80 something years ago more shoot like yeah about 80 85 90 years ago can have a lasting effect as to what's going on right now like like a group a group of individuals like less than 100 or so just out in the desert figured something out about this world that now is in everyone's backyard i was reading these articles man about like the drones that Iran's supplying to these cats. Yeah, they're gnarly, mm-hmm. man. Like, bro, these these things cost twenty thousand dollars to make. Like, think about how much our country spends in on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. the military. Look, I mean, hey, I get it. We got a lot of occupation going on around the globe, so we need some defense. But I mean, they the, apparently Iran's been playing with drone technology since the eighties, which is crazy to think about yeah. because I'm like, it's been around that long. Yeah, you know what I'm the, saying? The secret Star Wars program and all that stuff. Right, but. right. And it's just like, and these dudes are just launching them up night, nothing, like nothing. Hey, pay me, cash app it. Boom, here's your drones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm being funny, but if you, uh, if you really, it's crazy, it, man. If you really all cut it up and, and look at it, like we're all just kind of in a cultural sense, we're all just consuming this weird Jerry Springer stuff right now because I feel like there's a desensitiz- a desensitization in place. Because, like, I think when it all hits the fan, we're going to be used to chewing on our sugary cereal bites of of BS. And by me opening up this segment and mm-hmm. saying I'm scared, this is what <laughs> this is what the mainstream media does: spread fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Alex Jones is back, baby. 
I've yeah, been waiting man. a long time to get on your show, Mr. James. <laughs> it's a pleasure meeting you, uh, uh, Trey, Trey, Trey M, and uh, 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 Mr. Carr. I appreciate you guys. Let me get on here. There's a, there's a war going on for your minds. But if you get this reverse osmosis machine. <laughs> so, but, but I mean, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, for the people that don't think about too deeply, they're going to feed us like all this trash. And then when the real stuff hits the fan, it's just going to kind of taste like trash and we're going to accept it. You know? I think that's what it is. We started this thing off talking about asking what's mm-hmm. beef. Mm-hmm. We brought it up later. That's beef. Beef tastes like trash. And like, it's how much you want to uh, consume and then be a part of it. No, 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 no. I mean, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. With, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. We're on the same page. Yeah, like okay. All, yeah. That's beef. Yeah. Like, but these little issues, these, these, these little five foot two issues named Cat Williams. Like, <laughs> that's nothing. It's, it's a bigger picture. Those like, are distractions. It, those yeah. are distractions. And we're all just getting ready just to. Point the fingers and all that stuff because look over here. Yeah. This is going on over there. You know what I mean? Like Biggie said, beef is when you need two gats to go to sleep. That's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. Beef is when you don't know if you're gonna wake up tomorrow because you're gonna get your house blown up. You're gonna get your city blown up. You're gonna be under a pile of rubble. Yeah. You don't you're in a hospital, what you would consider to be the safest place in the world. The hospital should be off limits to warfare. Yeah, apparently according to NATO, but that's that's off the table too. And and that's getting blown to smithereens, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And whether whatever you believe politically, listener, like you gotta yeah. agree that this is it's not okay. You, it's not okay. You and I have talked about this offline with mm-hmm. the Ukraine war. There's so there in my my old coworker, there's whole subreddits dedicated to dudes showing you what's going on. Now I don't watch that because yeah, yeah. I don't want to do I don't want to see it, mm-hmm. but Whole subreddits dedicated to dudes filming war like it's Call of Duty. Yeah, there's no more Ken Burns documentaries. You could just watch these things now. And it's you could just watch the war live pretty mm-hmm. much and catch every single ugly detail of it. And it it's uglier than any kill cam on Call of Duty. Like you got beef in different colors. I just thinking about it, it makes my eyes water, just how sick it is. Like, like you know what I'm saying? You get what I mean? Like mm-hmm. beef in different colors, Europeans, Middle Easterns. Yeah. You know, now you got is China going for Taiwan? Is North Korea? North Korea has been talking, you know. Yeah, there's a lot. He's of, been talking uh, that talk. There's a lot of animosity in the world. And I think everybody is getting to a point. When I say everybody, I mean like the nations um, are getting to a point where. Chess pieces are moving. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're starting to play their, uh, their you know, their gambit. Uh, you know, the, yes. let's lay the piece out and see what happens because we've got a couple of moves planned out. Um, in ahead, and I do think that's something that the U.S. is also trying to do um, with certain places. But I also think there's a lot of I have a conspiracy mind with some of the stuff going on as as far as Israel and Hamas. I think there's a weird underlying aspect that just isn't really as common as people think. I think there's something with the land there that um, mm-hmm. it's the giants of Kandahar. No, no, no. Yeah, there's just something going on there that I, I don't think <laughs> it's, uh, it's dude. tactical. It's as people are making it out yeah. through, but they're, you know, uh, I, why is Russia mad? you know, you have the Ukraine trying to go into NATO. What are they going to do? Yeah. You know, you're going to have missiles that can get to Russia in a matter of minutes being launched. There's a lot of, uh, yeah. of those pieces at play. Um, and again, we don't want to get into the X's and O's or the politics of it, but right. those things are scary to think of. And all these nations are moving and beginning to extend their hand and what, it ultimately going to lead to, like you said, oh, what's that up in the sky uh, coming oh, yeah. down on us? And then 
you have all the stuff going on for such a long time, and now it's so accessible that the uh, the the desensitization or however you play, uh, put it earlier is going to play a factor, um, and I think it's going to play a factor in America more than anywhere. I think that people aren't lining up to. We're not ready for you know we're to not ready. to fight that war or to fight that fight or whatever it may be. Have you? Uh, yeah. No, go ahead. Have you ever seen Doctor Strange Love? I have not. Mm. So it's a movie that was made like right after all the wars. I think it was in the sixties, like mm. uh, like a little bit removed from World War II. But it's called Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Love the Bomb, mm. and it has to do with like a missile crisis, and it's all these political figures moving around in the UN and all that stuff, and it's funny. It's funny, but it's dark. And mm. it ends with like a guy like with a cowboy head just going wow, like and he's on a bomb and it's getting dropped. <clears throat> but like, yeah, that's how it all kind of plays out. But it it gives you this really farcical view of like what the powers that play are doing to talk about these kind of de-escalation tactics. And it's a pretty interesting movie. When you're cool. talking about the cowboy riding the bomb, I wonder if that was supposed to be symbolism for us. The Americans, <laughs> it was. You know, okay. Yeah, totally just, was. just just by you describing it yeah. that way, I'm like, I wonder if that's supposed to be yeah the, the depiction of our government or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you can put that in a reel. You, like, you just have to watch it. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, right. yeah. yippee man. Yeah, guys, this this is... Um, this is beef. Yeah, that's beef. Conflict, that, yeah. Con- beef sells, conflict sells. That's... It's, it's, it's everywhere. Whether it... From... From our music... Okay. East Coast, West Coast in the 90s, hip hop. A lot of companies, a lot of companies made monies off the back of death, the of death row. The, like death yeah. row, but who owned the labels? These, mm-hmm. these the people that owned it, they made a lot of money off of Biggie versus Pop for a long mm-hmm. time. Then it got bloody. And there's always been beef, right? Let's let's not kid ourselves and say this is a new concept. It's always been there. Mm-hmm. But now, starting off 2024 with these entertainers who are telling their tales, their conflict, they all have a taste for it. And then you spill over into sports, the Draymond Greens of the war of the world. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen I mean, yes, right. Mm-hmm. Journalists are going at it with each other. I mean, it's just, it, it's all over. I mean, look at reality TV. Real Housewives. My six hundred pound yeah, life. It's all. <laughs> I mean, it's you got women fighting. You got and, women arguing with each other. I mean, I mean, it happens with freaking. It used to happen with Duck Dynasty and the Pawn Star. Like, the best I can do is yeah. There's a gator in the bar. Who's going to get it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and now that's more of a comedic twist, yeah, but, but still, it's, it's the drama, conflict. right? Yeah. The conflict, the real world, the real world. When they started this reality TV thing, MTV, when they started this, their slogan. This is what happens when people stop being nice and start, start getting, getting real. real. Yeah. Yeah. It was a novel concept, but there's now formulaic ways to feed that, that machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest entertainment conglomerates in the world. Broke it down. To WWE. Yeah. Vince yeah. McMahon. I want to talk about Vinnie Mac one day, but not now. Yeah, we won't talk about that now, but what does he make his money on? Oh, just, just silly drama of muscle men. You know, getting on a mic. Yeah. Hey, brother, I'm going to rip you in half. Ding, 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 ding. Listen, you stole the Intercontinental Championship from me. And yeah, I'm stammering because I'm like not a good wrestler, but still. <laughs> <laughs> when I get down there, I'm going to break you in half. See, let me tell you something. Green noise. Resistant. You took something from me and that was my title. And I'm going to get my just due. 
So with that, play my music. See you at Backlash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I used to be a backyard wrestler, full disclosure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they used to call me the businessman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I used to wear a button-up sleeve with the shirt with the sleeves cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Just like IRS. So yeah, we're all we're all just in the WWE right now. Uh, yeah, we're living we're living Vinny's dream yeah. one way or another. Oh man. Uh, just don't name any uh objects no, no, after yeah. me. Don't name any objects after people <laughs> that you know. Like that Triple H, man. Oh, is it time to play the game? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Austin. <laughs> For the ones that know, we love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, new year, same us, new knowledge, new passion, new things on the horizon. We love you guys. Thank you so much. We hope this was entertaining. We ran long today, but we needed it. It's been a while. We miss y'all. Yeah. So you can find us on all of the things except X at Wave of the Few Shore. On X, we are at WFS Show. Follow us on Apple, Spotify, Wherever you like your podcast, we're on YouTube, baby. And uh, soon we'll have some videos to give y'all the full shows. Stay tuned for more information on that. I'm not going to bloviate. You guys got anything else to say? Just a lot of peace, love, and happiness. And remember, keep an open mind. I second that motion. And you can follow me on uh, TikTok. Uh, wavy car that's car with two r's the personals see you go ahead you know you follow me on uh uh, the ig's marshall and mike's three and the x at marshall and mike's let me know what you think man i'll let your boy and i'm at all on all the things except for tt (laughs) uh i'm at e can talk i just don't have a tiktok account same with that we're gonna say my favorite word 